0: says that even the devil will, will appear as an angel of the light right and so so you get into the trouble when you start seeking for things that there's no promise for you to have uh, and um, just like you know someone will be ambitious and and desire to you know be a certain minister or be uh, have a position as a minister and uh, whether they're called or not you know and so some people it's just a career to them it's not a calling it's something well i can't do anything else so I might as well preach. Uh, and, you know, that's really stepping into areas that you ought not step into. And, and um, uh, in fact, uh, Dr. Dufresne had asked Brother Hagin one time, he said, uh, Brother Hagan, how many people that are in the pulpit really should not be there? You know, as far as they're not being called to be there. And, and he said that Brother Hagin kind of lowered his head uh, and said more than more than you'll ever know. Uh, Now, I'm not anybody's judge about whether they're called to the ministry or not. If they tell me they're called to the ministry, then then I just leave it at that and leave that between them and the Lord. Because there are people that are called to the ministry and do a terrible job. There's people that are not called to the ministry and probably do a pretty good job, you know. Uh, And so uh, so I can't judge either way in that regards. Amen. So I just leave those things alone. So uh, find the promises. We have a lot of promises in the word. Believe those things. Amen. Mm -hmm. Believe God for those things. Uh, if there's not a promise, you know, I always tell the Lord, Lord, you know, if you want to do any of those things, you're you're always welcome, you know. But I don't say, Lord, please show me an angel, please, you know, uh, let me raise somebody from the dead, or, you know, I don't I don't ask Him to to um, uh, to let me do something that I have a promise for. But I do let Him know, you know, hey, if He ever wants to, you know, you can appear to me anytime you want to, Lord. It's fine, you know. I'm not seeking, I'm not asking you to do it, but you know. We'll let you know you're always welcome, and, and, um, uh, and so, so just uh, let's make sure we stay with the Word, amen, because we're always going to be safe staying with the Word. So why don't we uh, pray, and we'll get into the Word tonight then. So Father, we thank you for the Word of God. We thank you for the blessings that you've given to us. Father, you th- we thank you that you paid a great price in salvation and redemption, and because of that, Father, you've given us a great blessings to live on this earth, Father, all the days of our natural life, and carry it right over into our spirit uh, life in heaven. And Father, we thank you for these things. We give you the praise and the honor for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, we want to welcome all the folks at Facebook and Vimeo. And so if you're joining us tonight, I uh, just want to tell you hello. And um, of course, some of you watch uh, uh, taped commercials, you know, or taped uh, shows here. Uh, that way you can skip through all the commercials, right? So if you watch it afterwards, you can fast forward through all the commercials that we showed during the service here. But um and so just welcome everybody there. And, and uh, we've got people, uh, some folks, different uh, countries even watch, uh, watch our services there. And so we just want to welcome everybody. And and uh, if you happen to join us, let us know uh, through the uh, uh, whatever the messaging capability is there on the websites there. So uh, let's open up our Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter six. Uh, we'll get started tonight. We're talking about prayer and um, and so we started this by reading uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So that where it says all prayer, different translations say uh, all manner of prayer or all kinds of prayer. So there are different kinds of prayer in the word of God. And so um, uh, it's helpful to know the different kinds of prayer and then what 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 uh, what rules kind of go along with those prayers? So it's not a legalistic thing, but just you know you need to understand you know what you're praying for, uh, and uh, in the moment of what you're praying for, then you, you need to understand how you should pray and operate in faith in that because that's really the issue is how do you uh, how do you become successful if you're praying for this thing? How can you be successful to obtain that thing? Uh, and so, uh, and in order to do that, then you really need to understand the different types of prayers and uh, what what constitutes uh, kind of the guidelines or the rules or the, the, uh, uh, the steps necessary to make that happen. So the first thing we talked about is, you know, who who do we pray to? We pray to specifically God the Father, right? So not God the Son, not God the Holy Spirit, but God the Father, and surely not Mary or Joseph or, you know, the saints. You know, I know the Catholic Church prayed everybody, right? You know, they get a prayer, you know, Saint this and Saint that and, yeah. And um, and if you look at the history, I think most of the reason why they call them saints is because they killed them all. Right. The Catholic Church killed them all. and Then they turned them into saints later on. Yeah. Sorry about that. So we're going to make you a saint to kind of make up for that. You know, it doesn't really make up for it. But, you know, <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know. It's just kind of funny. But um, uh, but they'll pray to, you know, saint whatever I got saints for traveling and saints for this and saints for that. And then uh, then they're super religious about it. I mean, don't you dare tell them that, uh, of course, it's maybe going on to the whole world. And if you're a Catholic, we're not trying to hurt your feelings or anything. But, uh, you know, we got to go with the word. And and uh, we thank God for the ministry of those people that were on the earth, Peter and John and James and all those. But we don't pray to any of them because, number one, they're not divine and they really can't do anything. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think the, the intent is, well, if I pray to Peter, Peter put a good in good word in for me. You know he's kind of my go between between me and the Lord, but we're all sons of God. There is no go between between us and the Lord. There's us and the Lord, uh, and there's no is no need uh, to to have a go between uh, if you're in good relationship with the Lord. Now well, there is a, a prayer of intercession that we'll talk about later on, um, that kind of covers that snare a little bit, but it, but it's really in a different a different area. But uh, it's it's if the Lord told us to pray to him, and then, of course, we read um, he- Hebrews uh, four, uh, 4.12 or 4.16 about coming to the throne of grace, then if we're supposed to go to the Lord directly, to the Father specifically directly, but we choose not to, then we're really in rebellion. It's not, well, we're humble and we're not, you know, we don't feel like, you know, we feel like it'd be prideful to come to the Lord directly. Well, you know, that sounds spiritual, But it's really rebellion, and it's really uh, the exact opposite of humility. It's really pride, because pride is uh, taking yourself out from where you're supposed to be and putting yourself into a place where you're not supposed to be. And usually we think of pride as, well, well, I'm really important, and you all should worship me. You know, that kind of mentality. And that's taking you out of where you should be as a regular human being and elevating yourself up to somebody who should be worshipped. Uh, And so that's that's uh, that although that's pride, but pride is also any time that you're doing something that places you in a position where you're not supposed to be intentionally. And so uh, if you say, well, I I don't go to the Lord directly. I have a go between called Peter or or James or I don't know any of the particular saints names. They got different names for all of them. Um, Then it's really a a statement of pride that says, Lord, you're wrong. I'm going to do it my way. And I expect you to still answer my prayer. Well, Of course, we don't really say it that way, but that's really what we're doing, right? We're telling the Lord Jesus because he's the one instructed us to specifically right, in John 16, pray to the father. So the head of the church instructed us, here's how I, I, I intend for you to pray. Don't pray any other way than this. And then uh, we come along, we read that. Yeah, I read that, Lord, but you're wrong. I know more than you do. And I choose to do this way. Now, maybe that's not the attitude people do. But that's, you know, that's really uh, from the Lord's perspective. That's kind of how he sees it, that I gave you instructions. You chose not to follow those instructions. You came up with your own instructions. It's different than my instructions. And and how well do you think that's going to work? It's not going to work, right? I mean, because number one, those saints don't have a position of a go-between. There's no go-between position defined in the word of God that says, you know, I can pray to you. Now you're dead. I can pray to you, although you're not divine. I can pray to you and you'll go and put a good word in for me, you know, Uh, and we're seated in the heavenly places. How much better can we get than that? I mean, we're already sons of the most high God adopted into the family of God. What I mean, what position would Peter have that would be better than that? That's I mean, he's not going to have any position better than that right now. I understand there's going to be elders and there, there will probably be some responsibilities of leadership in heaven. You know, we see that, you know, remember we read, uh, I think Sunday, just about how the Lord said uh, uh, to the faithful servants, you know, you've been faithful in little things, I'll make you ruler over much. Well, we don't know what that ruler over much is. Well, what, what are they actually going to be ruling? Are they going to be ruling, you know, a location or people? You know, we don't know. It, it seems to imply that when the Lord comes back and he's going to be reigning over the earth, that he will divide the earth in whatever form that he, he feels fit. And he'll set faithful servants over those areas, right? Maybe that's a locale or a continent or a city. I don't know. We don't have a lot of details. But it seems as though the Lord will have a structure of authority there because he's always had a structure of authority. Uh, and he still has a structure of authority, uh, which makes some people, you know, they don't like that because they want to be their own God, right? Uh, and, um, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, I was thinking about uh, the, the, the concept of accountability, and, you know, accountability is is really part of the word of God because the Bible says in, in Galatians chapter 6 about how we should bear one another's burdens, right? And other verses like that. So uh, th- that mean, and in the Old Testament says, uh, you know, as iron sharpened iron, so, so, uh, a friend, uh, so a man will sharpen the countenance of a friend. Uh, and so, you know, accountability is a good thing because, you know, by seeing you and saying hi to you, just, you know, simple accountability like, hey, you know, uh, glad to see you in church today. You know, I mean, that's accountability, right? Uh, and, and that's a good thing because we are the body of Christ, right? So we we are all members of the same organization. So it's helpful to have some accountability. But some people will say, well, I'm only accountable to the Lord. Uh, but if that's if that's what they say and they are not accountable to any person on this earth, they are not really accountable to the Lord because who did the Lord put into the earth? He put us into the earth. He put you in the earth. He put me in the earth. And we're here, members in particular, right? We have our own function to do in the, in the body of Christ. But we, we need each other, right? The hand cannot say to the foot, I have no need of thee, right? So we need each other. So if, if you say that you have no accountability on earth other than the Lord, then you say, I don't need the body of Christ, which would not be accurate, right? The Bible literally says you need the body of Christ. You need each other. Uh, and so if, if you say that you're only accountable to the Lord, then I can guarantee you, you are not accountable to anybody. That means that you have no God. Right. I mean, you may have said Jesus is your Lord, which is great, but he is not really your Lord. I mean, he's not because if he's your Lord, then you will have some. Now, now, accountability doesn't mean lordship. Right. Yeah, because we're all accountable to each other. Right. I'm accountable to you. I, I have to be here. You know, it's like that uh, the guy that got up to go to church, you know, on a Sunday morning and and he goes, I don't think I'm going to go. And the wife said, well, I think you should go. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to go. She said, you need to go to church. He said, well, I have to go to church. You know, other people don't go to church. She said, well, you're the pastor, you know, and so, you know, you should go. Uh, And so, you know, just uh, by the fact that I'm a pastor, that means I'm accountable to you to be here. Amen. Uh, and so, and really, you should be accountable to be here because I'm here. I mean, so, so you know, uh, it, it, and I feel that. I mean, I, I sense, it's not like a burden on me, but I sense, well, you know, I mean, I should be at church. I should study. I should pray. I should do the things for your benefit, right? That's, I mean, so that means I'm accountable to you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you should feel accountable to me to be here and to, to not disrupt the service, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, open up your, your your bag of chips and, you know, <laughs> you know, and drink your plastic water by crunching, <laughs> you know, people do that stuff like that all the time, you know, it's like, you know, you can drink a glass of a, a, a water out of a bottle without crushing it and, and having everybody pay attention to you, uh, and um, of course, that's my pastor's hat right there, right, uh, you know, so, because when you do that stuff, you're not accountable, you know, it's just simple uh, humanity to to not be disruptive and, you know, open up the bag of chips and... <laughs> you know, eat a carrot or something in church, you know, eat a banana, right? I mean, it's a whole lot quieter, right? But, you know, some people, they've got to eat a carrot, right? And crunch, you know, and let's uh, and, um, see, if, if we would be accountable to each other, that's a good thing, right? So accountability is not a bad thing, it's a good thing, right? Now, back in the 80s, it got way out of balance, right? Where the pastor said, well, you've got to come to me and, and let me approve every car you buy, every person you marry, every job you take. I mean, what in the world, right? I mean, you have the Holy Spirit. Right. The Holy Spirit is supposed to tell you those things. Uh, my job is, is to help uh, encourage you to pursue the Lord. Right. And, and your job is to help me to pursue the Lord. So that's that's. Uh, and, and so, you know, don't ever shy away from accountability, because what happens is people will want to separate themselves from the church, uh, from people, because they don't want to answer to anybody. And the problem is you end up being all by yourself. Amen. You should enjoy being around people And when people say, hey, you know, missed you at Church Sunday, don't puff up, you know, well, you know, none of your business if I come to church or not. It is your business if people come to church or not, right? You should care if people are at church or not. Uh, And I know you do. uh, But but uh, if you're the one who's not in church on a regular basis, you should care that people care, right? You should be glad that people care. Uh, And, uh, you know, the worst thing is to show up to the church you've been going to for six years and, and say, hey, you know. We've never met. What's your name? I've been here for six years. You know, how do you not know my name? Right. <laughs> and so, oh, I haven't seen you. Well, how many times have you come here? Well, once in six years. But this is my church. Right. Uh, and um, it's funny because uh, I was talking with a fellow one time years ago and he knew I was a pastor. And so um, uh, so we got the talking and then, you know, some people will get under pressure if they know you're a pastor because, you know, I'm a pastor. And so somehow, you know, I'm your judge and, and, uh, and well, you know, I, you know, I go to church Okay, great. You know, I didn't say nothing about them going to church, and I, you know, that's great. Said, Where do you go to church? So I go to church. I said, "What's your pastor's name over there?" He said, "Uh, uh, uh you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, really know the pastor's name." Said, you don't go to church there. You don't, if you don't know the pastor's name, I mean, all of you know my first name is Chip. You know, most of you know my last name is Bolio. Some of you can even spell my last name, which is great. And if you can't, it don't want to hurt my feelings if you can't spell my last name. But um, um, you know, it's okay. But I know you can at least. It's Pastor Chip, right? I mean, all of you would be able to tell that, right? If someone asks what your pastor's name is, right? Now, you probably don't know my my mother's maiden name. You probably don't know my father's middle name, right? Uh, Which is Elise, in case you were wondering. Uh, But um, accountability is a good thing, amen? Uh, It's just, it's helpful to know that somebody is expecting to see you. Uh, And uh, it's not, it shouldn't be a burden Uh, And I understand sometimes those things can be seem like a burden, but they're not a burden. They're they're a good thing. Amen. So we need accountability. And if you're not accountable to anybody on the earth, then you're not accountable to the Lord Jesus either, because we need each other. He gave us each other for that for part of that purpose, not the only purpose. But that's part of the purpose of having the body of Christ members in particular. We need each other. And so so he said praying with all all manner of prayer, all kinds of prayer. So we pray to the Lord Jesus. uh, I mean, we pray to the Father God in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, and and by doing it in the name of the Lord Jesus, then we go to the Father with the right and privilege that Jesus paid for. So prior to that, right, we were unqualified to go to the Lord directly. Now, we could, some people could. And if you really had the faith, you could. uh, But uh, there was a lot of fear there because, you know, you had to do sacrifices and all kinds of things to really prepare in order to do that. But now Jesus had cleared the whole way. Between us and the father god it's perfectly clear there's no hindrances at all he said that while we were enemies we were reconciled to god that means we were restored fully to favor so you know when you're restored fully to favor you just show up say hey lord i'm here you know when your kids are, are fully in favor they just walk in they, they knock on the door they don't knock on the door they walk in go straight to their fridge you know get all the good stuff out and, and they go home right they don't they not even say hi uh and so that's when they are restored fully to favor yeah. So there's no, there's no uh, issues between us and the Father because of the work of the Lord Jesus. So that's why when we go to the Father, we, we go and we say, in Jesus' name. And Notice it's in Jesus' name. It's not in... See, uh, his name is Jesus, right? Christ is his title, right? He's, Christ means the Messiah, the Anointed One. So that's not his name, that's his title, right? So my title is Mr. or Doctor or Pastor. That's my title, right? Uh, And so uh, so we don't we don't come in Christ's name and we don't we shouldn't even come in his name. Some people, you know, and if you ever notice people that that have a have a kind of religious relationship with the Lord, have a hard time saying the name of Jesus, they'll say the name of Christ. They'll say his name or in his son's name, um, you know, but but saying Jesus, they're really hard. And and part of it is because the name of Jesus is so precious and holy. That, you know, if you're religious, you don't have enough faith to, to say the name of Jesus. You just, you just uh, feel unworthy, unqualified to do that. And yet he told us to come in that name. He didn't say come in some other buddy, somebody else's name. He sure did say come in, in other saints' names, Peter or whoever. Uh, and besides that, you know, not, we're not trying to harp on anybody in particular, but all of us, if you're a child of God, you are a saint. So I don't have to be conferred to be a saint by a body of, of believers of some kind. I'm already a saint. Amen? Uh, and my wife's known that for years, and so uh, it's. Uh, uh, but but you're a saint too, right? So we're all saints if you're a child of God, Amen. Uh, and so, so all kinds of prayers. So let's open up our Bibles to the Book of uh, Math or Mark, Chapter 11. We'll start with the first kind of prayer here. So the first prayer here, and I, I think we may have mentioned this already some, but uh, it won't hurt to go back over a little bit because we got some of the verses we don't want to read. So the first prayer is called the prayer of faith, and so this prayer is a specific request for something that, that, that you need or that's something that needs to change in your life. Uh, and uh, in, in this particular prayer, then you never use the word if. Uh, and we will look at prayers that the word if is sufficient or in and is both expected and, and helpful. But here in, in Mark 11, he said in verse 24, Therefore I say unto you, what things so, soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Uh, and so... Uh, in this verse, uh, so he said, therefore, what things have you desire when you pray? So who do we pray to? Pray to God the Father. In whose name do we pray? Jesus' name. So that's, that's implied there, right? Because uh, you've got to put the whole counsel of God together. So we know uh, to whom to pray. But he said, what things have you desire. So, uh, you know, uh, if you put that together with John fifteen seven, that says, if you abide in me, my words abide in you ask what you will and shall be done unto you. So they're very similar verses. uh, But John 15, 7 gives a little more insight that prior to you asking, uh, your desires should be lined up with you being in the Lord and his word being in you. So if if you're in the Lord and his words uh, uh, are in you, would you ask for anything that would violate his word? Well, no. So would you ask for, you know, your neighbor's wife? Would you ask for, Uh, the most expensive car, so you can brag about your most expensive car? Would you ask for, you know, for somebody's business to go under? Uh, Would you ask for the head of your enemy? You know, we live in the New Testament, right? Jesus said to pray for your enemies, right? Pray for, love your enemies, right? Pray for those who who use you and persecute you. Uh, Did he say pray for their death? (laughs) No. He said uh, uh, that you would heap coals of fire upon them, right, and comfort them. Um, and, you know, some, you know, we do live in the New Testament, right? Uh, there, uh, some people haven't got the memo of the New Testament that Old Testament, Lord, kill them all, right? I mean, there's some prayers in Old Testament, Lord, burn them up, you know, eat them, eat them all, open up the earth, swallow them whole. But we move in the New Testament. See, the, and part of the reason why it changes is because now in the New Testament, all men have the opportunity to become children of God. And by you killing them early, they've lost that opportunity and, the, and for all eternity will, will have missed that window. Old Testament, uh, they didn't have, if they, were out, if they were outside the covenant of Israel, they may never have an opportunity to know the Lord. Now, you know, they could have, but uh, it's a different situation. Jesus hadn't died for people outside of Israel at that point in time. He didn't make a loophole that would allow them to do that, but still, uh, it's a little bit different situation. Uh, now, by you praying for somebody's life to end early before they receive the Lord, then they've missed the window. And and do you think whatever they've done to you would would be worth an eternity in in uh, torment? I mean, has any of us been treated worse than Jesus, even worse than Paul? Uh, How about Stephen? I remember Stephen was stoned to death. And what did Stephen ask the Lord prior to him going home to be with the Lord? He said, Lord, forgive him. Right. Uh, uh, And uh, that sounds like what the Lord Jesus said on the cross. Right. So we should learn from the people in the New Testament. I mean, the worst thing, I mean, stoning, that would have to hurt and be slow, painful death, right? I mean, you know, if you get shot, okay, you just die, right? I mean, poisoned, you out whatever, you know, but, but being stoned, you know, wow, that'd that really uh, be a terrible way to go. And there's a lot of terrible ways to go, you know, and if you could read the Fox's Book of Martyrs, you can find out how terrible people come up with ways to harm others. Uh, but uh, we live in the New Testament, so there's no prayer for, Lord, kill my enemy. Uh, Lord, uh, defeat them all. Now, we can pray, Lord, if we see them attacking the church, you know, we can bind them up, right? We can constrain their will from hurting us. Uh, and, you know, we'll look at that as we go along. You know, but we, so we can bind up some things and bind up the work of the devil. Uh, but we're binding up the devil. The, the devil is our enemy, not the people. Amen. Uh, so, uh, but in this case, we're praying for, we're, we're praying for something specific. What, what sort of things you desire? So what would that cover? Well, that really covers a lot of your life, if not most of your life, right, as far as the things you need or want in this life. So maybe you need a job or a car or a spouse or, you know, a, 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 new, a new this or a new that or, you know, whatever it is, those are your desires, right? Lord, I, you know, I would like to have a better job or I don't have to work as hard. Uh, and, um, Lord, I would like to have, you know, uh, what's wrong? doing the have to work as hard? Well, I mean, some people really work hard, you know, and, and I mean, I've never had to pray that, but you know, other people, you know, uh, I mean, they're working 18 hours a day, you know, and the, the hot and the, the cold, and the, I mean, I'm assuming people work hard. I don't know, you know, is that not a. Is, yeah. <laughs> oh, so you think I'm not working hard? Oh, wow, do you. You see what I got to deal with? You just, you, know, you never work hard anyway. Why are you praying that? <laughs> so, uh, but um, I don't know. Uh, maybe I may have to double up my work or something. I don't know. So, um, uh, But whatever it is, you know, uh, whatever you desire, see, that's the prayer of faith. So it's a specific request to the Lord to operate or to obtain something or to cause something to happen in your life. You know, so maybe you're believing God for a raise or, or like a new job. Now, uh, he said, what things should you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them? What's the end of that? And what will happen? It shall happen. So what if you don't get them? Well, then, was it not the Lord for you to get it? Is that the right answer? Mm -hmm. You all have been here long enough, right? You know that's not the right answer. Uh, But but that's what a lot of people do, right? They follow this verse. They have a desire. They pray. They believe they receive them, and they don't get it. And then what, what they say is, well, then it wasn't the Lord's will for me to get it. Uh, and I've got a real problem with that because, number one, uh, why were you in rebellion to begin with? Because if it wasn't the Lord's will to get it, why are you asking for it? Because didn't he say he would fill us with the real knowledge of his will? In, Ephesians, uh, in uh, Colossians 1, nine? he would fill us with the real knowledge of his will. Uh, in Ephesians 5.17, he says that uh, to be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So... We can and should know the will of God prior to us asking for things. We don't just throw something and just, okay, let's see if, if I get it back. Okay, then it was the will of God. Well, you know, you can only pray and have faith where you know the will of God. So if you don't know it's the will of God for you to obtain that job or whatever it is, then why are you praying about it to begin with? So, because what well, things are, if you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, you'll have them. But, you know, the premise of that is, that you hook that up with john fifteen seven that that he abides you that you abide in him and his words abide in you well that's not just the word of god right it's also the words of the spirit of god instructing you what's the will of god for your life so uh, the problem a lot of times with a prayer of faith is people don't start with i know the will of god i know that it's the will of god for me to have this thing and so you know a lot of things are pretty easy right uh uh, does the Lord want you to have a, a prosperous job? Well, sure, right? But even that, you know, what's amazing to me is people will move around the world for a job, right? But they won't go to the next town for a church. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, it's just, and they'll get mad. Well, you know, you're too far away. You drive two hours one way to church every day, I mean, to work every day, but you won't drive 15 minutes to church, you know, once a week. Um, and what's, what's, what's more valuable to your life? Well, it should be church, right? I mean, uh, but that's the problem, you know, and that's really a part of failure in the church is we've not shown that it's valuable enough to go to church to make it worth your while to, to put the effort out. Right. Uh, and so, so it's, it is a little bit two, two way street there. I know, but you know, are you willing to do whatever it takes? Right. You know, I remember when the Lord told me when I was praying in, in 1988, so that's been a long time ago. You know, I was in had a great job doing doing work that I really loved doing, had great friends and we were doing stuff all the time. And and, uh, you know, I was on softball teams and volleyball teams and, you know, just enjoying. You know, I've been out of college just, you know, it was my first job out of college and going to good, uh, good, solid word church there, you know, and uh, but just wasn't really satisfied. And um, um, and so, you know, after a season of prayer The Lord spoke to me. and He said, here's what I want you to do. You know, uh, that was about August of of 1988. He said, um, sell your car, um, marry Chris. I don't know if he put it in that particular order, you know, Uh, but uh, uh, it wasn't more important to sell my car than it was to marry Chris. But, you know, uh, whatever the order that he said, uh, he said, uh, leave your job. He said, go back to school. Uh, But he said, the very last thing he said was, and go back to the church that you went to when you were in college. And I believe the whole thing was about going to that church because I could have married Christian, lived anywhere. In fact, we talked about moving back to uh, where we were from, where I was from after, after I went back to school and finished up school there. Uh, and so, uh, but I, I believe that the real, the, the most important thing was he needed me to go to that church because uh, he said, there are things that, that that the pastor needs to teach you and I, of course, what I heard is there are only good and wonderful things that the pastor needs to teach you. That's not what he said. He said there are things the pastor needs to teach you. So there was a lot of good, and wonderful things that they taught me. There was a few things that are on my list of don't ever do that. Right. Uh, and so, uh, you know, and, and both lists are important. Right. Because, you know, it's easier to learn from somebody else's mistakes than it is from your mistakes. And so, you know, not that and I'm not trying to run my pastor down at all. Uh, you know, I wish he was here and I miss him and, and um you know, I look forward to seeing them again someday. But there were some things that, you know, were not perfect that I had to learn uh, prior to me being in the ministry. Uh, and so and they were helpful. You know, they, they, they will protect my life. If I if I learn from those mistakes, uh, my life will be protected from those from those areas. And so uh, but he said, move, move, you know, a whole different state, everything. Go back, you know, hours away from where I was. Go go to that church. Uh, And um, and no, no problem. Yes, sir. Be glad to do it. Right. Because, you know, if he tells you to do it, then no problem at all. Right. Uh, And so. um, So the prayer faith here is before you ever pray, you've got to know the will of God. So if it's something the word of God covers, you know, like healing or prosperity or something, that's easy. You don't need to know what the will of God is. It's already explained and well, well in there. But even in that, you know, if it's about a job you know, you've got two jobs. You may have two job offers. Well, which one is, would you pick? Pick the one with the best salary. I mean, is that, is that always the right answer? You know, I don't know. You know, what if, it, what if it's a good salary where there's no good churches or one that's got a lesser salary and there's five good churches to pick from? Well, even that, what's the will of God? Well, you know, you don't know, right? Because it's not about it's just a spreadsheet. Here's all the pros, here's all the cons. And if the pros outweigh the cons, then that's what I'm going to do. Well, ask Jose about that, right? Why said said you go back and marry your, your prostitute wife, you know? Wow, okay, you know, not many pros to that one at all, right? Uh, and so uh, so sometimes the Lord will have you do something that may not look like the best choice on paper, but in the long run is your best choice. So really, uh, prior to you asking for things that are not specifically covered in the Word of God, you need to know what the, what the will of God is. Now, for some things, he doesn't have a will, right? He doesn't care. Well, Lord, uh, what color car should I buy? You think he really cares? I mean probably not. You know, could he care? He might care. But I can't imagine in any scenario where the Lord would care what color car you buy, right? Uh red, I don't like red. No, not red. Well he, of course he has to like red because of a lot of Jesus, right? But how about blue? Anything about the blue? There's nothing in blue, I'm guessing the Bible, but um what's that? The sky, sky blue, yeah, I don't know. So uh <laughs> the sun is yellow, you know, grass is green, so I mean we're I mean what color can you pick that the Lord had already used, right? He's used them all. So uh but Uh, would you would you have to go to lord and say lord uh, please show me and instruct me what color cars to buy no so that's part of your desire right and and is there any scenario where that desire would be out of out of alignment with the word of god well i mean 99 percent no but if you say well lord i always want a red car because it attracts the prettiest women you know i mean you know you might you know that might be an issue right but if you just like red i just like red cars okay fine you know for me personally, I mean, it's more like what colors I don't want, right? Other than that, if it looks nice, well, okay, I like that color just fine. Uh, but some people, how can I have this color car? And, and I don't have any problem with it at all. Jet blacks I'd be super black, you know, sparkly in the sunshine. Um, so so what, what is your desire? So if your desire, you know, and that's kind of a part of it, but, uh, but if your desire is to, say, buy a new brand new car, right? Um, anything wrong with buying a brand new car? Well, no, but you know, unless you have an extra, you know, so much money for that. Uh, what I would always encourage you to do is prior to you praying the prayer of faith, always find out what the will of God is first. So take your desire to the Lord and say, Lord, anything wrong with this desire? You okay with, with me desiring to buy a new car or to buy this thing or to go here or to do that or whatever it is. Uh, get filled with the real knowledge of his will. Because then once the Lord says, well, you know, I don't care if you want to buy a new car, fine. You know, okay, no problem. Um, see, then you can go to the Lord in faith and say, Lord, then, then um, um, you, you didn't tell me there's anything wrong with me buying a car. You said it's okay for me to buy a car. So here's what I would like to have. i like to have this kind of car, these features, whatever. And you, and you should be specific, right? And so, Lord, I just want a mode of transportation. Okay, then, then you wake up the next morning and there's a buffalo on your front doorstep, right? Well, you didn't tell me how. I mean, so, here, you know, you can ride a buffalo. It's not very comfortable, but you could ride a camel or, you know, a donkey or something. I mean, uh, you know, so I'm being facetious because the Lord wouldn't show up a donkey on your doorstep, you know. Uh, I mean, if I was the Lord, I would probably would just because it'd be funny, right? You know, here, there you go. You didn't say what you wanted, right? But, um, you know, I don't know if the Lord would do that. He does have a sense of humor, but, you know, I don't know if he'd do that. But, uh, but. Uh, when, see, once you know, then be specific about what you desire. Uh, and, and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of flack about the prayer of faith in the church because the whole naming and claiming. You know, they use that as a negative uh, in the church. Um, and, and but it's kind of that's what you're supposed to do, Lord. What here's what I desire. And you said, pray uh, when I pray, believe that I receive it. So, Lord, here's what I desire. I would like you to to help me get this thing, however you choose to do that, you know, either by a person or by, you know, something, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter how you get this to me and I believe I receive it. I claim that I receive it. So name it and claim it right now. I don't like that phrase because it's used in a negative sense, but that's that's the essence of what we're doing he and that's the essence of what he told us to do. Right. So we're not doing something that's out of the will of God or outside the word of God, Jesus specifically covered this in multiple verses, right? Because we keep referencing John fifteen seven, 7. Uh, and then other verses talk about the same thing. So uh, be very specific. And then uh, believe that you're going to receive it. Uh, and, and here's the thing. Uh, people say, what if you don't get it? You know, that's a real problem because that's not really, that's not really, in my mind, that's not really an option. It has to come, Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, I told you when I was uh, 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 back in, uh, I was working for a company and the company decided, well, you know, we're going to close your office and you, you, you can either move to Michigan or, or, or take a, uh, 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 what do they call it, take a package, right? Because uh, they would lay you off. Uh, but they'd give you a package, right, when you walk out the door. Uh, and so, you know, as they're telling us this on the telephone, they didn't even show up. They just called us and said, Hey, you know, y'all losing your job at the end of the year. Uh, and so, so I went, I went and, um, uh, as they were talking, I just, you know, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I just sensed in my heart, you need to stay where you're at in the city where you're at. Okay. Then, then they said, well, think about it for a few weeks and, you know, call us back, tell us what your decisions are, each, each one of you, because each of us could have picked a different thing. Well, I didn't need a few weeks. I could have told them right then, Hey, I'm sticking around. Uh, but see if I stuck around then I'm without a job I, I don't you know I don't have a job and and uh, uh and so uh so you know at that time I was doing um jail ministry so I was doing a couple of services a week in jail in, in uh, jail ministry not as a uh you know as a client or anything I was just there visiting and so um but I'd go and and so I, I next time I went to jail ministers hey guess what I said what I said I, I was told the other day that uh that they're going to lay me off and I'm not going to have a job at the end of the year. I said, well, what are you going to do? I said, well, the Lord said, told me to stay, so I'm going to stay and he's going to have to find me another job. Well, how do you know he has to find you another job? Because he told me to stay. So if he told me to stay, then he's required, he's obligated to take care of me, right? Of course, he's obligated no matter what. But if he tells me to stay, even though there's not, a, not a, another job there, then he's obligated because now, now I'm doing it on, by his direction, right? And that's, you know, I mean, that's what, if he's going to take care of us, and he tells you to do something, you know, if you have a job, if you have a boss's boss says, hey, go paint that house. Well, where's the where's the paint? Well, I don't have any paint for you. Well, where's the brushes? I don't need brushes for you. Well, how am I supposed to do it? Just do it. Shut up, and do it. Well, where's all the stuff? Right. I mean, so the boss has got to be obligated to take care of you. Right. And so the Lord, you know, he's obligated to take care of me. So I said, well, let's just see what the Lord does. Uh, and so. So, you know, it went along and and. Um, uh, you know, we interviewed a few places here and there and put out our resumes and different things. And and so finally, I, uh, uh, this one company uh, said, well, we, we've we got two jobs that are, that, are, that are available. We've got job A and job B. Uh, and and uh, uh, what, what do you think? I said, well, you know, job A seems like it's the one for me. They said, well, the only problem with job A is we offered it to somebody else. Well, why'd you even tell me about job A then, right? You already offered it to somebody. You seem like it's kind of pointless to tell me about it, right? Uh, but they told me about it. And so... But, you know, when they were telling me about it, it's like, you know, my, in my spirit man, in my heart job. Well, that's the job for me. Right. And the other one wasn't a bad job. But, you know, the Lord, he doesn't take you backwards. Right. He takes you forwards. And, and, and so it wasn't about because, you know, this was a you know, big, important job. It was just that was the job. And so I knew that the will of God was for me to have that job. And then they tend, But then they tell me afterwards. Oh, by the way, we, we offered it to somebody else. Well, you know, what a lot of Christians would do is they say, well, I guess it wasn't God's will for me to have that job. And see, right then, they walked out of faith. See, before that, they were in faith until they got more information, then they got out of faith. And if they're out of faith, see, Jesus didn't say, whatsoever things you desire, you shall have them. He said, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. So it's only after you uh, pray and believe that you receive them that you'll have them, not just because you have a desire. And, and so if you just have a desire, but you don't pray and don't believe, then you're not guaranteed to get it. You might get it by accident, but you won't get it by the plan and direction and power of God. You may get it just by blind squirrel, right? A situation where you just trip over an acorn. Uh, and so so they say, well, we, we already offered your job to somebody else. Well, you know, in my heart, they said that. What's that got to do with anything? That's not got anything to do with anything except it gave me more information about how to pray. Okay, Lord, then, then that's my job. So then you're going to have to get this person a better job because he's not going to harm somebody for my benefit. He's not going to, well, you know, they're homeless now because they don't have a job because you took their job, right? I mean, the Lord's not going to do that. And I wouldn't ask him to do that. Well, Lord, give me that job instead of them. You know, let them go, you know, be on the soup line or something. Um, and so, uh, so I prayed for them. Lord, get them a better job. And then after a while, and so every every week I'm going back to jail ministry. and They say, Have you, have you found? I think no, no. What are you gonna do? It's getting close. Yeah, it's getting close. You know, it's already the beginning of the next year, and uh, getting close to the, well, close to the end of the year. And I don't have a job yet. Now what are you gonna do? Well, let's just see. Lord, the Lord will provide. Uh, and so sure enough, you know, uh, the person called up uh, the company said, Hey, I'm not gonna take your job. I got a better job closer to home. And so I'm gonna take that job instead. And so, what did the Lord do? He gave them a better job so that I could have the job that I was supposed to have. And so, that's how we're supposed to operate. Not, well, I guess it wasn't God's will to get it to me because then you were never in faith. Because if you were in faith, then it's not the Lord changed his mind or, or it didn't work out. Or, you know, we, we always go into our prayer with the knowing the end. We don't go into our prayer unknowing what we're supposed to be getting because he, he, that's not what he said. He said, whatsoever things you desire, pray that you believe them, and what? You shall have them, not maybe, not, not. and so if there's ever a situation where you didn't get it, I go back and say, Lord, where did I, where did I miss it? Where did I go wrong? And he would have said, well, as soon as they told you that someone else was offered that job, you quit believing God for me and assumed that I, you weren't going to get that job, so you stepped out of faith. And then my power and ability to, to cause and effect a change on your behalf was short-circuited by your lack of faith. And so I was no longer able to move on your behalf. So not only did you not get that job, that person's got a job that's not to their best interest because that's all they could take because I couldn't move on them to get the other job. So, so see, by me not believing God, I could have hurt two people, me and that person, right? So they got a better job, I got a better job, everybody's happy, right? Uh, but in that case, it didn't work out for them. I mean, it did work out for them, but if, uh, if I hadn't believed God all the way to the end, Then a lot of people would have lost out. And how many people have done that? You know, I remember we we prayed for somebody. They wanted a job. And we're going to talk about the the, uh, prayer of agreement later on. But uh, they wanted a particular job. And God wants me to have that job. Really? Okay, praise God. Let's pray. You know, we prayed and and they didn't get it. Well, and they said those words. Well, I guess it wasn't God's will for me to get that. And, you know, I I, I didn't say anything because, you know, why kick somebody when they're down because they were kind of bummed out about it. Well, I really wanted that job, you know. Well, you know, of course. Now, some people, you know, they, they think they're deserving of things. Well, I deserve that job. Is that why you should get it? What, uh, what things you desire that you deserve when you pray that you receive them and shall have them? Are you earning the things that you obtain? You know, I mean, uh, you know, the the only one thing I got against our donut shop here in town is their, on their box, it says you deserve a donut. Other than that, I love their donuts. But see, I don't even like saying I deserve a donut because I do not deserve a donut. I mean, you know, that's pretty low in the totem pole. I'm not even worthy of a donut. I am not. Uh, Now, I love donuts. I can believe God for a donut. I'll eat a donut, but I'm not deserving of it. You know, I may desire a donut, which is fine. Uh, But see, some people think, well, you know, I deserve a good job. You know, I mean... People say stuff like that in a church all the time. And there's no thing in the Bible that says you get what you deserve. In fact, the Bible says you get everything you don't, that you don't deserve because all of us deserve hell, right? I mean, that's the only thing we deserve, all of us, because all of us were in rebellion. The Bible says all of, all of sin comes short of the glory of God. So uh, uh, we've got to be careful of not getting a, this attitude. You know, my pastor would travel with different ministers and, and um, uh, he, sometimes he'd meet up, you know, at, at the hotel or at the uh, airport where their uh, where their conference was at. And they maybe share a, uh, a rental car or something. And so one time they were going to do that. So he flew in from one place. The other minister flew in from somewhere else at the at same airport. And they go down to get the rental car. And, and uh, you know, my pastor's going to get just a car. Right. And the guy's like, oh, no, 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 no. He said, I can't be seen in anything but a Cadillac. Right. Maybe it a Lexus. Right. I can't be seen in a Chevy. I mean, wow, what in the world? Uh, and, and it's like, I mean, you deserve that. Anything wrong with driving a Cadillac? No. Anything wrong with driving? No, nothing like that. Uh, and, I, and I was in a car. Now, this was a senior minister, right? Been in the ministry since dirt. Uh, since, you know, I was like five years old. They've been in the ministry. So they've been in the ministry forever and used of God, you know, and the other two ministers are front seat, right? I'm in the back seat. One seen angels. All kinds of stuff, one of them you know prayed supernatural miracles, right, Well, we 're driving in, in this pastor 's car he 's driving, and this other minister's there and and, and you know i 'm in the ministry i 'm just a child right I just I know nothing yeah. and they 're talking I'm, so i 'm just listening because if if two people are that know more than me are talking i 'm listening uh, because I already know everything I know, so maybe I can find out something they know, uh, and so they 're talking and, and <clears throat> And so the, the senior minister, you know, he's the most senior one. He looked over to the, the pastor. He said, well, you know, you deserve this car. You've been a faithful servant of God. You deserve this car. And I was looking in the back seat for, you know, to see if they had one of those, one of those uh, 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 bags that you can throw up in because, you know, I was just about to lose, lose, lose it right there. And I'm thinking, what do you mean you deserve this car? You deserve dirt. Nothing. You deserve to be buried just like me and everybody else on this entire earth deserve nothing. We've been granted everything, but we deserve nothing. And that's, that's called grace, right? Unmerited favor. Did you deserve, did you earn any of the favor that we have from God? No. So we have the unmerited favor, favor that's been un, unearned. Uh, and so we never need to get in that mentality of, I am somebody, I deserve this nice thing. I deserve a nice house. I deserve, I worked hard. I deserve a nice car. People, you know, people have that attitude a lot of times. No humility. No understanding of who God is. No understanding of faith. Because it, our faith is not based upon our hard work and based upon our qualifications. It's based upon the name of Jesus, what he has done for us. Amen. So a person of faith goes, yeah, I can have that same car. Well, why don't you have it? I just don't like it. just don't want that car, you know. I told somebody one time, uh, you know, um, Brother Hagin used to wear a Rolex, you know. And I said, you know, I don't know if I'd even want a Rolex, you know. I mean, I'm not really a fan of their styling, you know, I'm, you know. I've got a fancy digital watch there. It, you know, tell you the time in, in 24 time zones, right? And tell you the time on Pluto and Saturn and whatever else, you know. It's a pretty fancy uh, watch there, right? I'd kind of much rather have that than a diamond crusted, you know. Now, if somebody gave me, you know, a Rolex, I'm not trying, you don't give me a Rolex. You know, if you give me one right now, I'll just reject it. But, you know, I'm, would I wear it? Uh, maybe, I don't, I don't know. But somebody's like, ah, oh, you can't believe you wouldn't, wear, wouldn't, wouldn't want that, you know, because that's all they ever wanted, you know. But see, that's just a desire. Uh, anything wrong with wanting a rolex or you know uh you, rolex used to be you know used to be the watch to get right uh and and um brother hagen would wear it but somebody gave him the rolex but he'd still wear it you know and, and people get so mad at him which is probably why awards you know I, I don't know but uh you know if i knew it made somebody mad i'd probably get two of them you know i mean just sometimes you just you know want to stick your thumb in that, that religious eyeball sometimes and just you know, uh, you're not my God. My God is my God, right? right. Uh, I, I do what what He instructs me to do, and not you. Amen. If you don't like that, I wear. You know, I told you somebody told Brother Hagen he had the devil of wearing fancy clothes, right? <laughs> 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 uh, and um, I mean, uh, so I'd go buy me a nicer tie. Just, uh, just someone told me that. I, you know, and and that's kind of the, maybe that maybe that's like my carnality, and and I don't know, you know, but. Uh, uh, I, to me, that's more of kind of a, the Elijah spirit, right? He'd, he'd make fun of all the prophets of Baal. You know, I kind of like making fun of religious people that just try to keep other people from the kingdom of heaven all the time. Uh, and so, so the prayer of faith is, is Mark eleven twenty four. It's very straightforward, right? It's just hard to understand. When you pray, you know, what things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. S- simple process, right? Start with a the desire, then you, uh, uh, then you pray. And then you believe. And after those three steps, which are all on you, then the Lord does his part and you receive. So if you don't do steps one, two and three. You may not get it guaranteed that you won't get it by God, right? Because he's not going to give it to you Uh, because he gave you the instructions. Well, you know, if the Lord wants me to have it. Then he'll give it to me, right? Is that what it says? No. And so where is the word if in this prayer? No, Lord, if it's your will, give me this job. Is that is that appropriate to pray that way? No, he said because he said when you pray believes you receive them and what? You shall have it, right? So so the the having is guaranteed if you meet the other qualifications, right? Whereas most people pray the prayer what they call the prayer of faith as the 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 obtaining is not guaranteed uh although I've done all my part, I'm still not guaranteed to get it and I will only know the will of God if I obtain it. Well, that's in violation of this principle of this verse, right? And also John fifteen seven 7. And uh, in Matthew 7, 7, it says, ask and it shall be given unto you, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Does it say ask and, 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 and if it's not given to you, it never was my will to begin with? No, I mean, it, it says ask and, it, and it what? Shall be given to you, right? It doesn't say maybe sometimes you know take a poll or anything like that. It's so that's the prayer of faith, right? Asking it shall be given unto you, Lord. I need, I need this job, I need this car, I need a spouse. You know, I need you know whatever it is that you need, Lord. I need some new clothes, I need some new shoes, I need a new computer, I need you know what I need whatever it is, right? Is there anything selfish about it? Who told us to do it? The Lord did, right? I mean, both of these verses, all these verses we talked about today, are in the Gospels. The Lord Jesus himself, the head of the church, instructed us to do it this way. And yet people in their in their pride will say, you know, I'm not comfortable doing that. And it's pride because they're taking themselves out of where the Lord told them to be to ask and to put them over here in in saying, well, Lord, I don't know what you want me to do. So, you know, I'm not going to ask, but I do want you to know that if you want to give it to me, you know, uh, you can do it. Right. And and, you know sometimes uh, it's helpful for us to operate the same way between each other. So, you know, if I'm supposed to ask the Lord uh, when I need help, what should we do for each other? We should ask each other if we need help, right? And, and uh, you know, some people, they would go to the ends of the earth before they ask. Now, there are some people that I would go to the end of the earth before I ask them, right? Because, I mean, sometimes it's just so painful to ask certain people for help, right? Because, like, you, you, uh, you ask and it's just... Uh, and the, the cost of it is so high right I, I think i told you the story where where you know i uh, but back before i had my own truck i, I asked a uh, fellow hey can i borrow your truck you know on saturday to go get some stuff to work on my deck oh sure no problem like, you're a nice guy you know so he showed up at nine o'clock in the morning with his kids hey can you watch my kids babysit my kids well i'm, I'm gonna go do something else right like, okay um you don't have any car seats in your truck i mean you know and I mean, they're really little kids, right? So I'm not comfortable with hauling them off because I was at home by myself. Chris was somewhere else, you know, before, even before I had kids. And um, I'm not comfortable with taking these kids that I don't know to, to Lowe's, you know, to the, to the hardware store and buy stuff. And uh, I mean, do I have insurance to cover? I don't know, you know, and, and uh, you know, now I might do it today because, you know, I'm a little I'm more grown up now than I was back then. But, but so I wait, you know, he said he'd be back after a while. But he got back like at five o'clock that day, right? Or four four, four or five o'clock. And um, uh, (laughs) and so he's gone all day, lived this kids with me. Uh, That wasn't the deal, right? The deal was he's going to let me borrow his truck, and then I go get my stuff, and I work on my deck all day long. That was my plan, right? Because she's out of town. I got all this time, you know. I don't have to pet on her, talk to her, be nice to her all day long. I just work on my deck, right? You know, (laughs) you you get married, you got to be nice to the wife, you know. Pay attention to her, right? I needed to pay attention to this deck. And so that day there's no competition. It's all on the deck. Uh, and so, but uh, gone all day. And, and just you, I mean, just, uh, and so, you know, I just made a note this person is not somebody I can ask to help because they weren't being a blessing to me. They took advantage and, and thought, well, I owed them. Because I, you know, and and wasn't I owed him after they borrowed my, after I bought his truck, I owed him before I bought his truck. Well, you, before you, you know, watch my kids for a whole day. He's like, well, if that was a deal, I would have never signed up for that deal because I didn't have time to watch your kids all day. So, I ended up watching kids all day. So, uh, uh, but, you know, sometimes, uh, where we get into problems with is we we have a need that's desperate. And instead of going to somebody and say, hey, you know, could you help me as a, as a, as a child of God, you know, as, a, as a number, another uh, Christian, uh, we won't ask. Now, we will hint all day long about things. And, you know, hinting is really uh, borders on manipulation. Where you're trying to manipulate somebody into getting something from them without asking them for it. Because, well, if I ask them for it, you know, then, then, uh, then I'm going to owe them. And I'm not going to owe them anything. But if they want to just give it to me, you know, that's fine, Right. Uh, and, and, you know, I've had people come in that door right there. And I remember one fellow, you know, come in and said, uh, said, hey, what are you out doing today? He said, I'm just I'm just walking down the road, see if I can find some, some chains, some quarters and stuff on the on the side of the road to get me a cup of coffee. And, and so, you know, he's wanting me to give him a, a couple bucks to get a cup of coffee. Well, I said, well, man, I hope you find it. Because, <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you know, he's just manipulating. And he could have said, hey, you got a dollar, I can go get a cup of coffee. No problem, yeah, I'll give you a dollar, you know, you know. Uh, now, you know, if you go to Starbucks, you know, well, you know, I'll get you a payment plan, right? You know, Starbucks, you know, he might need more than a dollar. But you, know, but you can go down to Walmart or, or uh, I think dollar, it's at uh, how much coffee co- cost at McDonald's. It's not very expensive, right? But anyway, so he wouldn't ask, right? He would to manipulate, and, you know, because that way I didn't, he, didn't, he wouldn't owe me, right? And if he asked me for a dollar and he gave it to him, now he owes me because, of, and that, that whole pecking order. Now, see, in my mind, if you do something for me, do you know what I owe you? Nothing. Now, am I thankful? Absolutely, 100% thankful. And if you want to do anything for me? Just do anything for me, you know? Uh, Brother Hagin, you know, he used to do a deal. You know, some, uh, uh, this lady would make a pie, and he said, well, you know, the Bible says, you know, uh, go thou and do likewise, right? Th- that words are in the Bible, right? Uh, go thou and do likewise. So therefore, you need to make me a pie. Uh, and so, you know, he was being, he was being facetious about it. But. So uh, we ought to be able to ask for each other. Now, some people, you know, they'll ask for just absurd things, right? Uh, when we were moving one time, somebody came up and said, "Hey, um, can I have all your furniture?" Right? <laughs> well, we were planning on taking it with us, you know. And, uh, and <laughs> you know, now see, the problem is, was that the will of God before they asked? No. So, I mean, why would you do that? Right? Would you, hey, can I have your furniture? Have you ever thought that we might want to want to keep our furniture? I mean, I don't know, you know. But uh, so, uh, but you know, it's the same thing with the Lord how many people ask and don't get things, um, and, and there's reasons for that, right? And we're, we're about out of time there, but uh, and we'll look at a couple of reasons why the prayer of faith may fail, because it's not really the prayer of faith, right? It violates other principles there. Um, but the prayer of faith, when you use it correctly, it will be the most used prayer probably in all of your life, because every day do we have things that we have need of, now, the prayer of faith can be used for you, for your people around you, right? Any time that you need the Lord to move on your behalf to obtain something or to, to change something, then that's really the prayer of faith, right? Now, a lot of these prayers, well, as we read them and study them, what you'll find is there's a lot of overlap, right? So you can use the prayer of faith in multiple different ways. You can use the, the prayer of intercession in multiple different ways. And so, you know, you know, we'll talk about all of them and find out, you know, where, they, where they're primarily used for. But, you know... Uh, you'll, you, you need to use faith in everything that you do, whether it's the prayer of faith or any other type of prayer. But um, uh, for this specific type of prayer, we're calling it a prayer of faith where it's a request to the Lord to obtain, t- to obtain something that you do not have. And so if it is the will of God for you to obtain it, you can know if it's the will of God for you to obtain it. And then once you know that, then you pray the prayer of faith. If you do not know if it's the will of God for you to have it, that's not, you don't pray the prayer of faith. Well, Lord, if you want me to have it, then give it to me. That is not the prayer of faith. That is not what Jesus instructed us to do uh, in any of these verses, right? So uh, if you don't know, then don't pray yet until you find out. And then then once you find out, well, how do you know? He speaks to us, right? We got a knowing down here. Uh, and, um, uh, I, and I know we, we had to go, but I, I think I told you about uh, where we sold a car one time and uh, Lord, what do you want us to do with this, with this money? Because uh, we could have used that to buy something else, you know. And, and we just sense in our heart, hang on to it. And it turns out, not long after that, we found out that somebody else in the church had a grave financial need, and we just gave them all that money, right? And actually, there's two different people that we gave all that money to, but we gave all the money away that we, that we sold, that we got the money for from the car. Now, see, when we were doing that, the, uh, some people in the church came up to us and, and said, you know, I've always wanted a car just like the one you're selling more than anything else in the world. Now, they wouldn't ask and say, hey, can I have your car? Because that would be kind of rude and right, disrespectful. But, uh, but they try to hint about it, right? Uh, and, and, you know, now, I didn't, now if I had thought about what I thought about that one fellow that asked for the coffee, you know, I would have said the same thing. Man, I hope you get it because it's a great car. And you ought to get one just like it because it's so comfortable. It's a nice car. You should get one just like that. Hope you get it. Let me know if you do. Uh, because that's really disrespectful to each other to hint around about that. You know, if you need help, uh, you know, it's the easiest thing in the world to say, hey, you know, uh, what are you doing next Saturday? Uh, I could use some help, you know, doing this, whatever it is. We ought to be able to do that, right? Now, it, it, for some people, it's the hardest thing in the world. They will not ask for help for anything. And I can guarantee you, a person like that will have low faith, because if you can't ask me for help, you are not asking the Lord for help, because uh, we're in this together, right? And, and now, uh, you don't say, hey, uh, what are you doing right now? Uh, can 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 you go some do some work for me for the next uh, sixty seven days? Well, no, I'm a little busy. I mean, so you know, what I'm saying people people will often ask for things that are way beyond the pale, right there, and and they'll do that with the Lord too, and they don't get the same. They also get the same results because I'll tell them no, and then Lord, you know, the Lord actually doesn't tell them no because they qualify, but and we'll so we'll look at that in maybe about uh, why because the Word of God has very specific uh, scriptures for if you don't receive it, then here's how to fix that. Amen. Uh, and so we'll, we'll pick this up uh, next week. So let's pray and thank the Lord for his word today. So, Father, we thank you for the word of God. And Father, we thank you for being a blessing to us. Father, we thank you that your word is so. It's true, Father. And that the word of faith, the, the prayer of faith does work, Father. When we have a desire, we can come to you with that specific desire. Uh, and we'll pray and ask you, Father, for that desire to be met. And, and before we ever see it, Father, we believe that you will give it to us, Father. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We give you the prayer and the honor for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. Well, let's get ready to receive this evening's offering. And so, uh, so I, I think these, uh, uh, this teaching will help us uh, on prayer. And, uh, because really, we want to be successful in our prayer life. Amen. And, and what I've observed in a lot of Christians' prayer life, especially related to the prayer of faith, is they are, they are oftentimes uh, very unsuccessful. And, and, you know, if you become unsuccessful or, over a long period of time, go, come, come ahead, Jared, and receive the offering. But if you're unsuccessful in your prayer of faith, the result of that is you will not pray the prayer of faith. You will live your life of, well, sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. Well, do you ever know when or where? No. Nope. Do you ever know why? Nope. Uh, it, it's all in the Lord's doing. And so you're never really ever in faith after that. Uh, and a lot of Christians have kind of got to that point in their life where they're never really in faith when they pray. You need to be in faith. Lord, I am going to get this thing. Uh, and you stick with it all the way to the end. Amen. No matter what happens. Uh, and, and you stick with it all the way to the end. Amen. Uh, and, and so let's, uh, uh, we'll just have to just, like uh, Brother Randy says, we'll just unhook there. We'll pick up, uh, hook back up next Wednesday. Amen. All right, so you're dismissed. You have a wonderful week in the Lord.